Welcome to Couples Becoming Intentional. I'm Carrie. I am John. And here at Couples Becoming Intentional, we want to equip you with different tools and resources so that you can live intentional lives with those that you love to leave a legacy that lasts. Welcome to this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. This topic we're going to be diving into is probably one of the most important things that I feel like this might be a little dramatic. That has saved our marriage in the last six years. Uh, I mean, it helps. I think it's okay. just it's part of emotional intelligence and also part of um, just knowing who God created you to be, so that you know what your perspective is. Yes. So that is exactly what we are going to be talking about today. We are diving into. The different tools that we have used throughout six, seven, seven years of being together and how we have seen them really impact our marriage. And from the beginning of time, that's, that's not where I'm wanting to go from with the this. beginning of time, um, from the beginning of us getting together, we have changed our time, our time. That's the only time that matters. <laughs> I know it's that's not. your perspective. Ah, here we go. So (laughs) the biggest thing that I have noticed like with us is that we are definitely not the same people that we were. What? Shocker. Or we're definitely not the same people. What? You and I are not the same. Oh, yes. You and I are not the same. That is correct. So with that, I think the biggest thing that we've learned through this is to dive into who has God wired each each of us individually to be. And how can that be a strength for our marriage? So playing into each other's strengths and each other's opportunities to be able to bring about some really great things in our marriage. And John, when do you feel like in our in our time together that this really jump started? I think right around when we had Finn, we realized that like we can't just live cohabitate together and work together. It's like, oh, like there are expectations that each of us have when coming home from me coming from home from home um, from work um, and then Carrie being home with Finn and uh, I think it was just never communicated and I wanted to just do tasks and you're like why don't you just be here with the family we missed you you've been gone all day and I'm like the house is a mess I need to clean it and so just realizing that like well, one, I was in stress at that point in time of just constantly trying to do all the tasks when I'm actually just a very relational person and my job didn't give me relation. Um, so yeah, I think it was, it was four-ish years now. I I completely agree that when Finn was born, I feel like our worlds got rocked. Yes, for sure. And we've talked about this in previous episodes about how... Finn was not expected in our lives. He has been a biggest blessing in our lives. and really Unexpected happiness. Oh, yes. That is the term we used throughout our entire pregnancy. That's what uh, Schwafnagel. Oh, yes. My doctor told us. Dr. was like, this wasn't planned. And she goes, unexpected happiness. Because she has five kids. So it makes sense. And when he was born, we realized that everything that we had been doing up until that point needed to change. And if we kept going down this road, this road of just kind of being roommates for this point and just kind of doing the day-to-day to to get by. And in actuality, we started to be intentional with just who we are and 
what we are about. So one, I know you have it pulled up on your phone right now, but one of the ways that, one of the first ways I feel like that we actually started to be intentional about this was we took strength finders, Gallup. I think disc strength was finders. first. Disc was first. Yes, because okay. I'm thinking back to Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. They were very big into this. I think also Mary Kay had a huge pivotal movement in our lives of just realizing, oh, you can be successful and you can be know how God created you so that you can better run your business. Yes. And it's just like, oh, why don't we take that principle and bring it to like everything in our lives? Like if you you can have joy, you can have all this like gifts of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And you can by knowing like who God created you to. So like disc was I think we've talked about Yeah. I don't know if it's been released though. Anyway. We've disc is a personality trait that are four different categories that you can essentially be in. Right. And so I think that that was like, oh, okay, I tend to be more then I was more of a task oriented because of my job. Mm-hmm. And Carrie was more relational. And yes. Carrie was um because you tested as an I first. I don't really remember what I tested first as, but they have D I S C so spelling right. out disc. You have your dominant and then personalities. Um, if you've ever taken like the animal test with this, the four different animals, this oh, would yes. be the lion. Yes. Um, the next one is I, which would be the otter. Otters are the best. Can we just be real? Otters are the best at the zoo. And they're your happy, influential, always outgoing. They probably have woo in their top five strength. They're just always happy and then it's S, which are your golden retrievers, which are the fun little puppies who are always loving and relational. Very steady. Yes. Steady, secure. And then C is more of beaver. your beaver. The beaver. <laughs> Analytical. The workhorse, work essentially, yes. of the of the well. disc. And it disc is not like it um tests your behaviors. Yes. And so like you can change. So like when mm-hmm. we when we first did it. We did the animal one back in 2015 for Lake Lundgren. I was a golden retriever beaver. And I was a golden retriever otter. So yeah, the SI and I was Mm -hmm. a C. Yes. And so then, but like eventually we kind of figured out who we were more at at our core of Mm -hmm. who we actually are, who God created us to be or who got, yeah, our God given selves rather Mm -hmm. than our true selves because right. that's so new agey yes it is. Uh, now it's more of a like a, i'm more of a si and carrier def- determined that she was an sc which is like we flipped roles apparently oh, we absolutely did <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely true so going from disc this was like okay this is a basic understanding of this is who i'm wired or like this is kind of what my behaviors are in alignment with but before i jump into the next one which you have up on your phone I want to, I want to just preface with this big thing. I know a lot of people are like this type of assessment puts you in a box mm. and I beg to differ. And as we talk about some other ones in the future that have really made a big impact on our life, this gives you the box right. and a way to get out of it. Right. And like other, like we'll talk about Enneagram later on. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it can put you in a box if you choose to stay in that box. Correct. Because like not only does Enneagram tell you like where you're at and your greatest flaw, mm-hmm. it also teaches you how to move beyond your box and to become more like you. And like they'll say like, so we were a big Enneagram coach who were like gospel centered Enneagram people. 
we haven't really listened to them in a while, but we really enjoyed it because like it, it gave you a tool to like look at your deepest, darkest self and say like, that is not who God wants me to be. And in order to be more like Christ, I need to grow in this exact way. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing that they would say is that, yes, there are nine basic types, but there are different shades of blue. There are different shades of purple. And like not every type nine is going to be look this exactly the same. That's right. And we'll we'll jump to Enneagram in just a little bit. The one the other one that we have really enjoyed is called Gallup Strength Finders. Is it strengths with an S? Or uh, I can't even remember. This gives you your top twenty five strengths. So you take an assessment and what they've said about this specific assessment is that strengths. it does not change pretty much throughout your lifetime where once you, when you take it once, maybe some of your top 10 might shift around a little bit, but beyond that, it does not. Is that mine? Yeah. How did you, I saved it. Oh, wow. Okay. Here we go. He, so I have my top 10 unlocked. You can do, take the assessment for at a reduced cost. If you just want your top five. Yes. That's what I did. Yes. That's what we did originally. And then for work, my full thing got unlocked because we have right. a really incredible strength finders coach at our church. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And this was one of our big focuses when I was in network marketing of using this specifically to tap into how can you do business in alignment with your strengths, not doing it the way that everyone else in the industry is telling you to do it, but really tapping into who, who you are to the core. And when I look at mine, I see a lot of people. Yes. Is that what it's based off of different colors? So I see a lot of people. I have empathy, belief, includer, developer, and futuristic. Where if I look at like who I am to the core, that is that is me. Like I definitely want people to feel included, Mm. feel like they're valued, but I don't want them to just stay put. Like I want them to become the best of who God has given them. All the while, I'm going to walk alongside you through all that whole season of like really developing you into that. Because I see it. And that's where like that futuristic comes in. Like I see a future for you. I see like, it's just this weird thing that I have about me where it just all makes sense to me. And I'm able to put pieces together that I use that in my business all the time. So that's really where it came down to for me for that of just this awareness of I needed to find a career. I needed to find people that I could truly mentor and raise up and be in their life for a really long time. And this, this specific test has really just shown me what kind of position or what kind of occupation that I should be doing for the rest of my life. Right. When I, like last year I was with senior guys, um, for youth group and I like highly suggested that they take this because if you have your top five, I suggest just getting your top five. If you have your top five, find a career that will hit a majority of those because if you're picking one or two out you're going to be dissatisfied. You're going to be mm-hmm. um, only growing in one or two of your strengths um, or not strengths. What is it called? It's their strengths and the attributes and the qualities The and the qualities. Cause like they can be strengths, but they, if you're not yes. strengthening them, they like, they stay know. dormant. So, yeah. and then the other thing is when you look at your weaknesses, it could be a strength overcompensated. Yes. So I'm can be very, very emotional. And that's because of my empathy or you take on other people's emotions. Oh, that's really what it is. Yes. I have to put up my physical using my kinesthetics to put up my X in front of me of that is not 
mine to handle. That is yes. not my problem to solve. And I even see my futuristic getting a hold of me where I mm. don't focus on now. Yes, I you only get too am caught up in the future. Correct. So. And also because of futuristic, like you have higher anxiety because you can see down the road where yeah. like I have no anxiety, but I also don't live in the future. I live mm-hmm. in the past. Yes. Um, that's where the depression comes in. Yeah. Sadness. Sadness. Melancholy. I, know. I was going to say, I'm like, I'm I not depressed. I don't, I don't like the word anxiety. I get nervous. Yeah. I, and that's, and this is where this is a big, the willies. Yeah. It's from new girl. <sighs> Oh, you're having anxiety attack. No, it's just the willies. Whatever you want to call it. For me, this is why I'm always prepared for many, many, many different case scenarios. And it's actually, to me, I think my futuristic has really played out when we're packing for vacations because I'm foreseeing all these different situations that could happen and being prepared for them. That is how my nervousness manifests in itself. You may call that high functioning anxiety. (laughs) I think... I think that's what counselors would. I think they would too. (laughs) Uh, So my top five. Yes. Which I found that you had two of these in your top 10. 10. Okay. Which is like, oh, okay. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. this. Um, So I have Harmony, Relator, Intellection, (laughs) Analytical, and Restorative. Mm -hmm. And so I was... How do you see those all five playing out? So I'm going to go back to when Mm -hmm. I was in college, I Mm -hmm. decided that I wanted to be an engineer because I love math and science, which was hitting on two of my strengths, the intellection and the analytical. Mm -hmm. And I was not like dealing with people with like the harmonization of, of, um, people groups. Mm -hmm. And then also the relator and the restorative. And I think like as, as a pastor, I can, easily hit all five of these that's true because i love theology which is going to be the intellection the analytical and then as a counselor as a developer of people or even in marriages i can Mm -hmm. uh, create harmony i can relate with both sides of the argument i Mm -hmm. can and then restore them to a peace to harmony there you go to restore them to harmony you love that word yes right I mean, we can only gain harmony in any aspect of our life. Like the buzzword, right, is like to say, well, we need balance of a work-life balance. And it's like, no, the reality is that like, ideally, you work eight hours a day, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. Ideally, you would get eight hours of sleep every single night. <laughs> then ideally, you would have eight hours left for whatever your life is doing. I don't know anybody who's getting exactly eight hours of sleep works exactly eight hours each day and then therefore has eight hours for life Mm -hmm. like that doesn't like that's not balanced that would be a balanced life and that's not reality of anybody's life kudos to you if you have eight hours eight hours and eight hours Mm -hmm. so the reality is how can you live your life in harmony where some seasons of things get more attention than other seasons of things or certain periods of time get this specific focus and finding a way that makes most sense to you and your family rather than right kind of went down the rabbit trail on that one that's okay okay so the next one that has been the next personality assessment that has been extremely supportive for us is the enneagram and please if you have a personal conviction against the enneagram you can just turn us off right now that is or totally skip okay ahead. or skip ahead we want to be super respectful that this is not a conviction for us this has actually been 
probably out of all the ones that we've listed, the most transformational yeah. thing for John and I. So much so that we've gotten to some of our really good friends to understand how they're wired and just being able to really love people well. And I think that's what this really comes back to is this isn't a uh, look at us. We're so high and mighty and I know myself best and all these different things so I can achieve things like Oh, this mm. is so we can become more like Jesus and become we, in our own way. And so we can love others the way that Jesus wanted others to be loved. Right. And like it developed a guardrails of like, mm-hmm. for me, it like, I just want to constantly disengage. Right. And so like, if I'm finding myself like turning to my phone or turning to things that are good, but not always best, mm-hmm. or like turning to things that are just trying to turn off my brain or just to get me away from the chaos of this world i can realize like oh i am approaching this way and like rather than shaming myself of like oh shoot i'm such a sinner i constantly want to be numbed away from the pains of this world no i can like realize okay there's something going on in my life right now and it's causing me to want to numb out from what's going on so then i can analyze my life of like okay what is causing me this stress and then i can say okay well it's this and then i can go okay how how can i best mitigate that mitigate not Mm -hmm. medicate we want to mitigate Mm -hmm. that um and then also like how can i either accomplish whatever is overhead or like how can i change it so that it's no longer trying trying to make me become my less healthy self The heart behind the iMom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on iMom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm On podcast with new episodes every Monday. My biggest realization through the Enneagram, so I am a type two with, I like to say I have balanced one in three wings, but one tends to lean one way or the other, depending on where I'm at and what I'm doing. You're much a lot like a three when I you're know. working. I, I really am. But when I'm like home or packing or organizing or like with the kids, my one starts to creep up a little bit of like, yes, this is not right. And that's really like where my mindset is, is like, what is the right thing to do in this? Yeah. So the core, the core of a type two is for me, this is my words, is everyone else comes before me hmm. and my needs don't matter. I was never, I felt like I had to measure, like prove myself in a way. That's where a lot of my type threeness comes in of the achiever. And I think my biggest realization through it is asking for help Mm. and asking for things that I want and actually speaking up. I've been doing a lot of study of this as I'm working in more of a male dominated industry, working with pastors in our church. So learning how can I best use my voice and speak up and I'm not a burden and I can ask for things that I need and asking for assistance and support is okay. And it's good. It's actually a good thing. And 
taking care of myself to make sure I'm being fed and I'm not just accommodating to everybody else's needs has been probably one of the biggest things in our marriage. And I think I just remember when we like look back of how I just wanted to take care of you like in Mm. the beginning of our marriage, because I wanted that so bad. And John and I are rewatching New Girl right now, and we just giggle about how Jessica Day just wants to take care of everybody. And she didn't want to date the hoity-toity rich guy because he had everything figured out and she couldn't take care of him. Like, I feel that deeply. Right. John and I have grown a lot in this area because John now takes care of me, and I welcome it, and I want it. And, And to me, before, that, I always felt selfish. Like I always felt so incredibly selfish to ask for things that I want and that is not the way that I want to continue or model for even our kids that if there is something that you want or desiring or you feel like God's leading you in that direction to one, go for it and two, who's going to be there along the way to be able to give you the support that you need. Right. I'm reading the summary right now for type nines. Oh, geez. And their core fear is that fear of being in conflict, loveless, separate, uncomfortable, unimportant, overlooked, shut out, or in an inharmonious or discordant relationship. That is very accurate It's like all these like personality tests, right? Like we'll point to other aspects of it. So like Mm -hmm. for me, harmony is such a big part of being a type nine. Mm -hmm. Also, they say like uh, nines are kind, patient, steady, as type, Mm -hmm. flexible, accepting, relaxed, unself-conscious, agreeable, content, comforting, and idealizing. And so it's like all these things, you can take a personality test and know something about yourself. And each like different aspect, different personality test will look, point at different things because they're emphasizing different things. And so throughout the years, I've taken like Myers-Briggs or I've taken like Ocean. It was one Mm -hmm. that my dad sent me because he was, has gone on to this really, really awesome um journey of like really discovering how god created him recently Mm -hmm. and now i can see that change because he's realizing this is the way i look at things and like that's not always the right way of looking at things Mm -hmm. so so we encourage you as you're taking a listen to this of maybe what could be a next best step would be maybe i need to take one of these and knowing i think and knowing that it's not going to be always 100% accurate. So don't feel like you need to be in this box or just I'm doing this because I'm a type two and therefore just deal with it. Like that is not, this is not a weapon to be used against people. It's, you should never use your Enneagram number as a shield Mm -hmm. or as a sword. You're like, Oh, you're such a type four. That's why you're so irrational and so emotional. Like, no, that is not treating them as a human being Mm -hmm. of someone who's created in God's image. And then also, like, we should never say, well, I'm just the type five. And so I overthink things. And I like to make make sure I'm analytical about it and get all the options. And, like, no, like, make a decision. (laughs) Recognize it and then use it to move forward. So as we go into rapid fire, go ahead. If this conversation encouraged you, just let us know. We'd love to be able to support you, encourage you. There was a time and place where John and I were going to be Enneagram coaches. So we love being able to talk about all things about this. We do know a lot. We definitely know more than the average Joe. Yeah. So we can help guide you towards what, who God created you to be. And that's what Carrie and I love doing. Is it is so true. Helping people grow personally and grow in their relationships and uh, help them 
become intentional with everything and everyone. Boom. John has like the biggest smile on his face because he knows he totally just pulled that off. (laughs) (laughs) And that was totally on the fly. Okay, as we go into rapid fire, I'm going to ask you about fall. Fall. Yes. What is your favorite fall activity? Fall activity. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy going to the Little Farmer. Oh, that's my favorite. I'm looking towards the Oktoberfest, though, as well. Okay, yes. To be with people um, that I haven't seen in a while. Right. Our friends host an annual Oktoberfest. So yes. we're excited and to be there. Ibuya, because it's delicious, yeah. delicious mm-hmm. booyah. I'm excited for the Little Farmer as well. This is a pumpkin patch apple place near us it's free admission which we love and they have the best caramel apples and all the toppings and we go we've gone every single year and just being able to look back on photos to see how the kids have grown every year i just i want to eat it all up i love it so much okay candy corn yes or no (laughs) i know yours is a no it's I mean, it's pure sugar and it, it tastes like wax. I like love it. the texture of it is like eating a crayon. It's like eating a giant sprinkle. It's a crayon. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. I will only Wait, have them every it, once in a while. Is it crayon? Crayon? Cray? Crayon. Crayon? Crayon. Because we're Midwestern. I guess. I think it's crayon some other places. Oh, geez. Okay. What has... Bubbler I, or water fountain? Bubbler. Also, the drink of a bubbler. Okay, last question. <laughs> what is your favorite Halloween movie? I don't really have a favorite Halloween movie, mostly because I never Traitor. I never got to watch them growing up. I know. So one that we'll probably watch with the kids is The Great Big Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, that one's pretty good that we yeah. can watch. My other ones, I was a Disney Channel kid. Disney Channel, that makes yeah, sense. All the Disney, Disney original Channel. movies. Yeah. So all the Halloween Town movies, the OG Hocus Pocus I will watch. I'm not so sure about this new Hocus Pocus, though. That one looks a little dark for me. I'm not sure if I'll be game for that, but... We'll have to watch it by ourselves before. Oh, I'm definitely not watching that one with the kids. I won't even watch Halloween Town with the kids. Mm-hmm. I'm protecting them just a smidge. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. As always, if you have a question that you would like us to answer here on the podcast, you can go ahead and send us an email at jcvhouse at gmail.com or you can send me a DM over on Instagram at Carrie Vaco. We'd love to be able to answer and feature you on here on the podcast. And as always, if there is somebody in your life who would benefit from this episode, feel free to go ahead and send them the link. And if you love this content, we'd love to be able to hear from you. So go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. Until next time, we love you and we appreciate you. See you guys. Bye.